We're going to welcome you to the Reformed Informants. This is a podcast devoted to biblical exposition, systematic theology, and practical application for the good of the church. I'm Lance Burroughs, along with T.J. Darty, and we are the Reformed Informants. We are also helpless over here with the internet situation. Yeah, that's that's on you. You know, we bring the studio over here to to your place, and I trust that you're going to handle all the technical aspects of, of recording an episode. It's out of my hands. That's... <laughs> I can't. I'm not taking any of the blame on this one. Yeah, what a, a first world yeah, issue here. Yeah. You know, goodness. You know, we're so blessed to have internet. Do you and, think Satan's just attacking yeah, us? Yeah, this is. Know? Yeah. Well, he did in the lawnmower. You know, <laughs> weeks and months ago, and now it's just an attack through the Wi-Fi or lack of. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> or the okay. lack of Wi-Fi. Well, despite Satan's uh, attempt here, what? What uh, what important discussion <laughs> are we going to uh, uh, attempt to have uh, despite not having Wi-Fi access? Yeah, well, last time we recorded, uh, we recorded an episode on Christians and alcohol. Um, and, I mean, we could I guess we could call that episode part one of two. We're going to follow up that episode today by talking about Christians and drugs. Hmm. Um, and... I think it would do everybody well that's been following along. And if you happen to miss the previous episode on alcohol, to go back and listen to it because some of the components and the elements and the things that we talk about today and a lot of the scripture uh, that we referenced in the previous episode overlaps into this episode as yeah. well. So some of those points and components, I mean, you could you, you could list them on this episode as well. Yeah, I, w- I would argue to that point that the discussion of drugs kind of springs out of the discussion of alcohol because uh, the the alcohol discussion is foundational and has specific scriptural references, whereas the drugs is going to be more inferences, implications, wisdom, application, some of that stuff. So I think the first place, if you're going to address the broad topic of drugs and alcohol, the first place would be to go and look at alcohol because Scripture is more explicit on that subject, which is why we did that, right? Like we, right. we discussed that. And now, just kind of springboarding from that, we want to uh, attempt to address a little bit broader question, and that is related to uh, Christians and the use of drugs and all the questions that are related to that, right? Yeah, so we'll talk about illegal drugs, mm-hmm. okay? prescription drugs, um, maybe different drugs used for medicinal purposes. Um, marijuana would be an example. Yeah. We'll, we'll Something talk. that's maybe fringe, um, legal versus medicinal, and how do we navigate some of the questions that are related to that, like yeah. with marijuana. Yeah. So, yeah. Over-the-counter drugs, all of those we want to try and touch on and at least give a biblical response or a biblical perspective on how to deal yeah. with you know, yeah, or, or, and uh, demonstrate how to think through some of the questions that are related to that. So, so to to kick us off, um, first, can you define for us? Because um, I know you you taught on this subject, and you've done a little bit more legwork in preparation. Um, so, so when we use that phrase or that word drugs, that's a broad term. What what do we mean? What what kind of is included or or packed into that that term? 
Yeah, well, we can look at two definitions. The first definition is, is talking about legal drugs, a substance used in medication or in the preparation of uh, medication. So we're talking about prescription drugs. We're talking about over-the-counter drugs, uh, those drugs which would be prescribed or used at hospitals and doctor's offices, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second definition referencing illegal drugs is something and often an illegal substance that causes addiction and a marked change in consciousness. Um, So there, uh, you know, we're talking about just your, I guess, classic or traditional illegal drug use. So this is more, whereas the first definition deals more in the medical realm, this is more on the street or, you know, non-medicinal, non-medical um, substances that are addictive in nature and that have significant impact on the mind and body. Yeah, and even before we look at it from a biblical perspective, even the culture, even the world understands that illegal drugs are not good for you, right? right? right. Yeah, and, and not that, I <laughs> yeah. think that that's a good observation. That's Not that that becomes our barometer, right? Because as our world or culture shifts or changes or molds or be, or view certain um, drug uses as more or less acceptable, that doesn't become the barometer for which we view or measure or understand our worldview regarding them. But on a, on a general scale, yeah, society would recognize that certain drugs have intended purposes for good. Um, other drugs have n- such negative and significant negative impacts um, that they would be frowned upon right right? so like that's just a general observation and and painting that black and white those are usually pretty straightforward like there's not a whole lot of argument over that so we can paint those broad uh, brush strokes and i think for a a certain part of this discussion we'll want to but then you start to come into some of the gray area questions and those are the the more difficult questions to answer yeah more controversial right right Uh, a little uh, bit more tension a little bit more disagreement a little bit less uh, a little bit blurrier line, so to speak. Right. So, um, so, so when we have this discussion, let's let's kind of help to to give those broad, um, you know, the 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 framework there. Where are we going to want to focus? Um, is there a, a difference between recreational and medicinal drug use? Um, how do we kind of navigate and, and frame our discussion moving forward? Yeah, let's let's begin here by, I mean, stating the obvious. Uh, can we demonstrate from Scripture that illegal drug use is sinful? Okay. Well, let's start here. And right. As you like, said, like, so society would say uh, uh, rampant illegal drug activity that's going on on the street that's negative. It's frowned upon. But we're going to yeah. make the statement that, that it is sinful. Right. Right. Like this is rebellious against right. God, not right. just not just negating societal impact yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, of course, those things are breaking the law. Right. Right. Obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we want to, uh, you know, we're, we're under the law of God. We we have a higher standard. Uh, so well, let's see if we can dig up some scriptures here to uh, demonstrate that illegal drug use is sinful. Okay, um, so uh, at least to begin with, uh, I went to your classic texts that deal with government and authority and kings. Um, being over a society or being over a mm-hmm. culture or over a nation, state, um, 
Romans 13 and 1 Peter chapter 2. So let's, mm-hmm. t- let's, take, a, let's take a look at Romans chapter 13 first uh, to demonstrate that illegal drug use is sinful. Okay? Uh, chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities. Yep. Okay? So, so what, what does Paul mean by that in particular there? Well, that God has established these governing authorities. He has put government in place. This is a, uh, a common grace that he has given to humanity to say this is going to provide structure and order and is going to prevent... Um, Basically, it puts a cap on sin, right? Right, like like if God did not give government and give order to society, there would be chaos, right? Right, like you go all the way back to like the Tower of Babel. I mean, yeah. that's what that is. That's good. Um, so so this is a grace from God that He has put in place, and as such, Paul tells us that we are to be um, under their authority. We are subject to them. Uh, he goes on to say in verse 1 that there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Is that what you were—were yeah. were you kind of leading us into that? No, that— stole your thunder No, there? that's— Okay. Man, I'm, I'm glad you said it. Um, yeah, God has placed governing authorities um, over people uh, for the protection of those who are law-abiding and for the punishing of those who were— uh, doing evil we're told right. later on in Romans chapter 13 but we don't want to rabbit trail on that but uh, Romans 13 verse 2 uh, Paul goes on to say therefore whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God okay so I think verses 1 and 2 are crystal clear if we do not fall under uh, the governing authorities and if we are not law-abiding citizens we are now resisting not only the government, but even one step higher, we're right. now resisting who? The God yeah. who instituted that government. Yes, right? ab- absolutely. Right. So are we breaking laws? Yes, but now we are sinning against a holy God. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, so the, the law, breaking law is sinful so long as that law is not contradictory to, to divine law. Right. So like if the law says you cannot worship God, you cannot pray, you cannot read your Bible, you cannot hold Christian books, we would say that God's law uh, is above that. Right. right? right. And so just because a governing authority makes that statement does not Romans 13 would only apply so long as it does not contradict uh, God and, and God's law himself. But in this case, the government places a speed limit side on the road. We are subject to that. We don't get to determine how fast we drive our car. The government does. And we living in this country, um, wherever we live, we are subject to that governing authority. Well, in the same way, if a governing authority has stated uh, these um, you know, specific drugs are illegal to use, then we have no authority or, ba- or um, uh, access to those drugs without crossing the sinful threshold. Right. 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 And as Christians, we want to live above approach, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we want to be law-abiding citizens. We want to be peaceful citizens. We, uh, all of those things that the Scripture articulates for uh, Christians in relation to government, and this, this is one of those, mm-hmm. right? It's illegal, right, right. in our society, right. but e- even more so than that, it is dishonoring and sinful towards God. Right. And, yeah. and 
Uh, I don't want to, because we have so many other things that we want to talk about, we could go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 to 17. We could do the same thing, the same type of, uh, is there anything from that text that we need to pull out that's unique to that particular text? Well, it's it's parallel to Romans yeah, 13. It's, yeah, it, it, it basically speaks in the same way, in that same capacity towards that end. But so, so from a simple legal versus illegal drug standpoint illegal drugs are sinful simply because they break right law and and we are under the authority of the law that God has established i would argue secondly um that god has created us and has created humans um, with an intention and design for our bodies and we must honor god with our bodies right and so illegal drugs are illegal for a reason. I know we're going to talk about that a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, the, uh, this later, all overlaps. But, all right, these points right. overlap. But yeah. but illegal drugs have been deemed illegal because they are so dangerous. Right. right? Like because so just from a simple common sense standpoint, when you are taking illegal drugs, you are putting your body in harm's way. You're altering your mind. Like those things, in and of themselves. So if you live in a country, this is I I think my point is to, to say that is to say this that if for whatever reason now I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know the street names of a lot of these drugs, but if if uh, drug, if ecstasy, I was about to say drug X, and it came to my mind. So if ecstasy, yeah. which is an extremely powerful drug, if that drug were for some reason to be deemed legal, it would still be sinful to partake of that right. activity. Yeah. Would, would you agree with well, that? Well, yeah, that's a perfect segue okay. into really the, the next yeah. point. L- uh, let me let me kick that over to you then. Let's keep going in this discussion. Yeah, no, it's a good segue, uh, bringing us up to the, the second part uh, in, in our discussion. Um, yeah, so let's just say all illegal drugs are made legal, mm-hmm. okay? Or you live in another country where sure. they are legal, right? Or, yeah, or some of these drugs are legalized elsewhere. Does that make it okay for okay. the Christian to now partake in that drug use? I see, well, it, I see where you took us there. It, yeah. It's legal. Right. Okay? It, mm-hmm. it is absolutely legal now. So I can still fall under the authority of government, right? Um, so what, what, what do we do? Right. What, what do we as Christians do now, right? Um, well, I think the first point that we need to make is that just because, and you were already, yeah. you were going there. Sorry, no, I got ahead of you. No, which is, no, that was great. Um, I forgive you. Look, <laughs> just because something is legal doesn't mean it's biblical. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And I, I think that that is the, the, the primary uh, uh, defense against this, right? All things become legal. Well, that means we can do them. Right. Well, if, if that's the case, then then God has no authority above any government. Right. Right. Like if, if legality is the is the measuring rod, is the canon, right, for de- determining whether or not something is sinful or not, then human government determines sin. <laughs> right. right? Like like that's I sinners mean, are determining sin. Right. That sounds like, awful familiar, right? <laughs> right. What, exactly. I mean, that's what the culture's doing. Exactly. Clearly they've got that flipped. Exactly. And so I think we I think we have to make that careful distinction to say, okay, if it is if it if the government has deemed something illegal, then so long as it doesn't break God's law to follow the government, we must follow the government. But if the government has said that it is legal, that does not give us the freedom to automatically pursue that particular right. that particular activity. Right. Uh, because because 
legalization isn't necessarily equated with biblical authority. Sure. Right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So where where would we go to, to validate that type of statement? Yeah, Paul addresses this a couple times in 1 Corinthians, specifically chapter 6, verse 12. He says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, so just because it's lawful, that doesn't mean, hey, I can do this. Yeah. Hey, this is good. Hey, this is profitable. Hey, this is uh, a God-glorifying and God-honorable activity. Yeah. Yeah, he goes on in verse 23 of chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians. All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. And then he says, all things are lawful, but not all things edify, mm. right? And so to the kind of the culmination of, you know, a couple of those arguments that he's making in chapter 6 and in chapter 10 is in 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do all for the glory of God. Paul is talking about the freedoms that he has in Christ, um, and he's making the point that just because something is legalized, just because something is lawful, just because I'm not breaking any laws, uh, look, that doesn't mean that that is necessarily profitable right. or that necessarily edifies another believer. Right. Take it away. Any yeah, other yeah, comments no, that, on no, those passages? A, no, that's exactly right. Like, so I think I think what you've done is now what we've what we've done. We, we we're going to ask the question whether or not particular drug is available or accessible or you, you know something that a Christian could partake in. Um, the first question is, is it legal? If it is legal, now we have to start going through other uh, checks and balances to, to ask some of these questions, right? Because the most extreme, intense, like most people would say, yeah, that's sin. Like you're you're addicted to the most harmful street drugs. But now let's start coming back towards a, a, a little bit more of a gray area, so to speak, and, and ask that question. And right. the, we have to recognize, first of all, that it's not just yes or no based on the law. Sure. That's that's the first point. Right. Um, okay, so where, where would we go next? Yeah, next, um, let, let's talk about what drug usage does to the mind. Okay, what it, what it does to the mind. Um, so the scriptures, and we're talking dozens of passages here, Instruct the believer to be sober-minded, the believer to be under control, uh, the believer to be level-headed, to think rightly, um, to behave godly. I mean, it's almost as if those instructions um, are repeated over and over and over yeah. and over. Yeah. Right? Um, you, you cannot think rightly on drugs. Right. You, you just can't. I mean, well, there's no other. That's the whole point yeah. of, of partaking in recreational drug activity is to alter the mind to a point of euphoric, uh, sensible, you know, like that. I'm, I'm chasing a, a state of mind wherein I'm no longer concerned with what logic and reason tell me to be concerned with, right? Like all the weight of the world, all the things I have to do. I, I pursue this unlocking of my mind because then I can... I can just go to a different place, right? And and there's a there's a freedom from reality that comes because the mind is is so altered, right? And and that is a complete um, 
it's a that that's an affront to the call for especially for the Christian, but for mm. all humanity, mm. to to stay under control, to be level headed, to be sober minded, to allow us to worship God with our minds, right, and all that we do. We must be engaged mentally, um, and, and be and not be pulled away from that mental state that God has granted us right. to be in. Yeah, we talked about this last episode when we looked at the uh, the Greeks and the Romans, um, how they would want to be so under the influence, so inebriated right. to try and commune with gods. They wanted to alter their state of mind, alter their thinking in order to commune with um, the, the supposed deities that they uh, you know, were worshiping. Um, now, I don't think that's why people are doing drugs now to commune with right. gods in, in, in that sense. But the principle is still the same here. It's an it's an altering of the mind. It's a desensitizing of the mind. Like you said, it's it's almost morphing into another reality, an alternate reality, which is opposite of what the scripture says about right. how Christians should think. Um, Titus chapter two verses eleven through thirteen. Uh, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires, and to live sensibly, right? Mm -hmm. So we're we're told to deny ungodliness, we're told to deny worldly desires, and to live sensibly, with the sound mind, soberly, temperately, um, we're told. Uh, Many other references that we could bring up here, Titus 1.8 talks about being self-controlled. 2 Timothy chapter 4 uh, talks about being sober in all things. Yeah, Romans 12, 2, right? The renewing of your mind that comes with the new birth, with the um, just a pursuit of holiness, a pursuit of righteousness. Um, I know we've talked about Isaiah chapter 5, right? Like there's this, this condemnation for those who um, are pursuing the altering of the mind there. And um, yeah, so, so the... The attempt, especially the attempt to intentionally alter the mind, like that is, um, it's incredibly foolish just from a wisdom standpoint, right? Like I think most people would acknowledge that. That's yeah. just a, like wisdom tells you not good. Like right. The, well, you, you talked about that last time. Yeah, yeah. Like like just pay attention to what the, the grace that God has given you with a sensible mind to say, hey, don't do this. Um, human consciousness, human, human sensibility and reason tells you not to, but... Beyond that, an intentional pursuit to do this is an affront and is a a direct rebellion against the biblical mandate to be sober-minded, sensible, under control, all of those things. You can't function. Right. You can't can't do what you're called to do as a Christian under any type of influence, whether it's uh, drunkenness or drug abuse. How can you honestly honor and worship God? Right, like yeah. you're called to. It's, yeah, that's the, it's a contradiction of terms there. Uh, but in addition um, to the mind being altered, drugs also have the effect on the body. Right, like so. If I were to be taking a particular drug, there's a that euphoric feeling that I'm chasing. I'm chasing that high or whatever else in my mind. But my body is going to have adverse effects that happen to it right like because this is it's poison that you're putting into your body your body doesn't know what to do with it um that's why you have to go through those detox programs for people who are addicted to these things because the body reacts negatively to these outside substances yeah um it's poison to the body and so um just from just from that perspective alone 
the the partaking of these uh, illegal drugs or even poten- potentially legal drugs that do these things would contradict what God has told us to do because the body is ours to steward and to uh, take care of, right? Like Paul's words in First Corinthians six. That's that's the classic. Your your body, is, the believer's body, is a temple of the Holy Spirit, uh, whom you have from God, and that you are not. Paul says, "Do you not know that you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price, and therefore glorify God in your body." Now, specifically, he's referencing a lot. Uh, in a lot of ways, he's referencing sexual immorality there. Right, right. But the principle of, yeah, the prin- of honoring your body is still there. Glorify God with your body is not um, only applicable for sexual activity. It's all of your body, right? right? What, what else would you add to that? Yeah, I mean, j- just to kind of echo what you're saying there is that as Christians, not only do we need to be thinking rightly, but everything that we do with the body that we have needs to be for the honor and glory of God. Again, you cannot do that yeah. uh, addicted to drugs. We, we've all seen before and after pictures, right? And, and some of those, uh, so, some of the drug addicts are unrecognizable uh, within even months, mm-hmm. but for sure years of uh, illegal drug use and, and drug, abu- uh, drug abuse. Um, again, the, 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 this is not for the Christian, right? Uh, not, not remotely. Uh, for the Christian. Um, our bodies have been given to us by God. If we are truly in Christ, that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is indwelling us, right? We're, we're told in multiple passages. Um, th- therefore, we, we have to commit our mind and body uh, to the right. things of the Lord, to the ways of the Lord. Yeah, and I would even say, just to, uh, you know, real quick before we move on to the next point, that even for the non-Christian, this is still a rebellion against the God, the body that God has indeed given us because we are to be stewards. You, know, mm-hmm. you think about we have been created by God and we have been made in the image of God. And so um, this body um, that we dwell in here on this earth, we are to take care of that. And even for the non-Christian, you would say this is sin because you must take care of your body. Sure. Like that's where I was wanting to go earlier to say that even even outside of re- breaking the law, it is still sinful to do anything that would and, and I know people say, you know, well, what about the person that's a glutton or whatever else? Well, maybe we should do another episode on that, you know, because yeah, that's, we're not yeah. we're not we would not dismiss that yep. in the same way. You and I you and I get up and work out our bodies at six AM not because we want to go to the beach and take our shirts off and look good, right? Like I, I do kind of want to go to the beach, though. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm not sitting on the beach for a while. That's okay. But the purpose for us working out is that we want to take care of the bodies that God has given us um, because we're responsible to do that. And drug abuse, drug use intentionally abuses the body in a way that cannot be honoring yeah. and glorifying to God. Yeah, that's good. Okay, let's move on here uh, to the next component. Um, of why Christians and drugs should not mingle. Uh, drug use does not promote Christ-likeness. I cannot be like Christ under the influence. I okay. cannot be like Jesus. Okay, why? Like, what's the like? That sounds like very obvious. But what's the root issue when you say when you make that statement that it's that drug use is is in no way 
pointing towards Christ-likeness? What's yeah. the big factor driving Well, that? yeah, the example that Christ leaves all throughout Scripture, in particular Philippians chapter 2, is the humility or Christ being humble. I mean, he's the most humble person to ever live, right? Um, that was his mindset. That was his attitude. That was his heart. Uh, Mark 10.45 tells us that he came uh, not to be served but to serve. Everything about Christ uh, was for the glory and honor of God, but also for others, Mm -hmm. right? It it was never about self. I can't think of any passages uh, in in the gospel narrative where Christ is just so absorbed with himself that he just neglects the Father and neglects those around him. Although if anybody had the right to do that, it would have been him. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But drug usage is the exact opposite of that. Mm. That's such a good observation because drug usage in and of itself is inherently selfish. It is. Right? Because because the person who is taking drugs is chasing the high. They're chasing a feeling and it's a you can't I can't take drugs so that you might feel better. Right. I can't take drugs so that you might have a good experience. If I'm taking a drug it's because I want something. Right. I'm pursuing it. And so inherently by by definition, the use of drugs is selfish. Right. I, I can't be a husband. I, I can't be a father. I, I can't. I can't lead uh, my family the, the best that I can under the influence of drugs mm-hmm. or alcohol mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. Right. So like we talked about in, in, in the last episode here. Um, I, I, I can't do those things because I cannot be like Christ if I'm under that type of influence. Um, well, related to that, and I know you know maybe this will take us a different direction. Uh, feel free to cut me off and do whatever you want. But if if I am inherently selfish in taking drugs and pursuing this lifestyle of drug use or drug activity, not only am I selfish in in just my pursuit of that feeling, but I'm also selfish because I'm going to negatively affect other people. Yeah. Right. So because of that. Who might I affect negatively? Because we know that we are no, there's none of us who um, are completely isolated, right? Like sin has consequences, not only for us, but for those whom we come in contact, right. you know? Um, you, I think back to like the Genesis narrative and the, the, the story of the fathers, the patriarchs. You've got so much sin running around in those narratives, and everybody's affected yeah. by it. It, it just ha- it has generational implications. So how is how is this selfish? Not only in my pursuit of that feeling selfishly, but in how I might affect others. Yeah, well, like you said, it's not isolated. It's going to trickle down into every relationship that you have. I can't be a good friend. I can't take care of Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I can't take care of Luther. I can't manage my household. Uh, I mean, every every relationship yeah. that exists in humanity is affected yeah. by this type of behavior. Your employer will suffer because of your activity, your, your drug usage. Your family will suffer. Your friends will suffer. Um, you, the, the shame that you could bring on um, people that you know, your parents, um, you know, your, your spouse, all of those people are affected. And then just people that you come in contact with. I mean, you are you are interacting with with people all the time and there's there's a a, a witness that a com- that comes across and an impression that comes across that is always going to impact somebody right. so well, it's selfish in that regard i like what you threw in about work what what job allows you to come right. 
<laughs> come on the clock high. Not a job right? I want. Uh, I well, know that. yeah. I, I mean, again, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, even the world understands the danger in this, mm-hmm. right? Um, okay, let's keep going here because we want to get to some of these questions that we've got uh, towards the end of the episode here. Okay, so obviously, drug use doesn't promote Christ likeness. Drug use does also, or also does not glorify God. Okay. Right? It does not glorify God. Uh, Westminster Shorter Catechism, question number one. What is the chief end of man? Chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Yeah, the man's chief end, his, his chief objective is to glorify God. Yeah, point, Again, point to God. Yeah, right. it, it is. So this is synonymous with the previous yeah. point of being like Christ, but I cannot glorify God in that state of mind, yeah. in that state of living. And, and in and of itself, if the answer to a question, can you glorify God through this activity, if the answer is a hesitation or a no, then just sensible Christian wisdom says, don't do it. Right. If I can't glorify God with working out, then I shouldn't do it. But if you say, can you glorify God with working out? Yes. If I'm pursuing my own vainglory and my own uh, body image uh, or my own strength or whatever, then no. But if I'm if I'm working out so that I can pursue uh, taking care of the body and stewarding the body that God has given me, yes, I can glorify God. Then it's okay. Yeah. Right? Like right. you see, yeah. you know, does that make sense? Kind of what I'm saying there with the, with those differences. In the case of drugs, there's not a single way in which you could spin this to say, yeah, I'm glorifying God. Um, <laughs> I'm glorifying God. I'm pointing yeah. to God and his goodness by taking, um, by partaking in these types of drugs. Right. Right. Yeah. And let, let, let us stop right here. Um, if, if this is something that you have struggled with or are currently struggled with, again, uh, there, there is hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah. He, he, uh, Again, those passages I mentioned, Philippians 2, uh, Mark chapter 10, um, he, he came to give his life a ransom, right? He, he came to die for sins. And if you repent and believe, repent and turn from uh, this sinful living and, yep. and, and this sinful culture, I guess you could say, there's salvation found in Christ. That's a, that's a good word. I, I think that um, you know, maybe we should have said this more up front, but... The point in saying all this is not to dump on somebody who might be struggling with this, but the point in saying this is to call sin, sin, right? And the most loving thing that we can do for somebody who is walking in this is say, hey, this is sin, and there is a command to repent from that sin, to turn from that sin. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's such a good word. If you are struggling in this, and look, I know people, I'm related to people who are... um, who are witnesses of God's mercy and grace in this area, who are witnesses um, to the freedom that can come from, from the cross, right? right? Like I've seen it happen with people I know, with people I've lived with. And I'm, I'm, you know, when I exchange Christmas presents, I'll say it that way. When I exchange Christmas gifts at the holidays, there are people that I exchange gifts with that uh, they they fall into this category. And so, um, so yeah, it's not. This is not an indictment that just says, okay, well, if you're, if this is who you are, you know, just good luck out there. No, yeah, turn from that right, sin. But right. we just want to, we want to be yeah. clear. What is sin? 
and, and what isn't. And and so I think that's a really good word. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to mention on this before we jump into some of the questions, but um, I mean, there's uh, we could do this for a yeah, long time. Yeah, there's plenty more points that we could add to that. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about when we talked about work, like God has created these societies and how much of a drain on society and how damaging sure. to society the activity, drug use. I mean, yeah. we you could just keep going and talk right. about all of these activities um, especially with the illegal or um, drug use that is outside of the scope of medicine, recreational drug use is going to be, in this case, I I, you, I would have a hard time seeing an argument made yeah. in the positive for this not being sinful. It, it, this is a is sinful activity. Yeah, you can't get around that. Okay, but now we, let's ask some, some more to-the-point gray area how do I answer somebody to think about some other difficult questions? Like what, what questions do we need to ask ourselves um, and, and to be able to think about with a Christian worldview? Well, is there a difference between recreational and medicinal drug use? Is, is there a difference between those two? Um, I think we would say yes. Yeah, I, I think you uh, have to say yes. Absolutely. Um, Let's come back to medicinal. Okay. Okay. But for recreational, I think what we just walked through would apply in in every form and fashion to the concept of recreational drug use. Because recreational drug use is an attempt to pursue the selfish, yeah. right? Like that's what, if I'm doing, and, and I use that word selfish because you, I think you highlighted very well that inherently that's what it is. Mm. It, it, it's it's a pursuit of something um, other than God. Right. It's a pursuit. Yep. It's, it's idolatry in its purest form. That, right. Yeah, like like that's, that's what that's what recreational that's drug good. use is. That can preach over that, there. Well, that's right. Man, that that, that is right. good. Um, okay. So how about medicinal? Okay. So medi- medicinal issues. These are ones that w- we would already be facing now. Okay. That the culture will continue to face. Um, in, in the coming years, but let's talk about medical marijuana or medicinal marijuana. Okay, mm-hmm. um, in comparison to uh, marijuana being legalized in some states, you mean recreational marijuana? Recreational. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, we've got a number of states now that have legalized marijuana. Um, I think we've already tackled that issue or that subject earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. Just because something's legal doesn't mean it's profitable. But let's talk about medicinal marijuana. Is there a place in a Christian worldview or in the Christian life uh, to use medical marijuana for particular ailments or maybe a particular right. disease or, or or something of that sort? Where where do, where do we want to go with that? Well, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you handle. Um, I know you've done a little bit more research and in looking into some of the. Um, some of the science and medicine behind some of that. But just from a, a general perspective, my answer to that is yes, um, but with certain caveats, right? Like like if I am, and, and here's what I mean. Let's say I really, and, and just for anybody who might be listening, I have never done any kind of drug. I'm like the opposite. Like I'm the, the last guy that would ever know how to navigate through the use of drugs. But let's say I, I enjoyed smoking marijuana. Right. Okay. I, At an Alicia I, I, Keys concert. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I wasn't was ready for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's say I'm at an Alicia Keys concert and somebody passes me one. And I don't know the difference. It's a funny looking cigarette. And and before I know it, I've, I'm, I'm chasing that high. Um, and, and, but like I know based on what we've just talked about that 
I can't really recreationally use this. And so what I do is I pursue somebody to give me a prescription for that's not medicinal marijuana yes. use. That's acceptable. We reject that. Right. That, that like, is completely like, unacceptable. Just because a doctor puts it on a note doesn't mean that that gives me free reign and free license to do it. But I would say if there is legitimate um, medicinal and and uh, you know doctor prescription with intentionality, purpose, season, you know, for a short period of time, right. you know, like all yeah. those things. So I can't make up signs and symptoms to somehow <laughs> exactly. be able to pursue medicinal marijuana. So I'll be in the clear. Yeah, to, to speaking. ease my right. conscience so that I can say, yeah, I need this. The doctor gave me a prescription, and I live. I moved to Colorado <laughs> um, or whatever else. Like that is that's just a disguise for recreational right, yeah. marijuana use, yeah, right? Like we yeah, would, absolutely. We would reject that. But I would say that I cannot put a hard and fast line, just because marijuana was frowned upon for 50 years in our culture, I can't say that medicinal marijuana is not valid. Right. Okay, so what? how would we <clears throat> couch that answer to say medicinal marijuana would still be acceptable under these conditions. Yeah, I think we've made it clear, and you just did there, that we're, we're talking about a completely different category. Completely yes. different category. Okay, so, yeah, we reject the pursuit of getting marijuana through medical means because you just want the marijuana, yeah, yeah. right? Like that's that that's full. It's like having it's like having and and I know we're going to talk about over the counter drugs, but that's like having a, a family member who's a pharmacist to write you a prescription so you can load up on some uh, other kind sure. of painkiller yeah. just because you're chasing a high. Like that's not medicine, right? That's drug use. Yeah. So we're talking about legitimate ailments, legitimate diseases. We're, we're talking about medical issues or problems. That have been researched, peer yes. reviewed. Yeah, we're, we're talking like legitimate medicine. Yeah, don't. This, yeah, don't. this is not the dude behind the the, the liquor store who says yeah. that you got a headache. This will help. You yeah, know, like this He's is running real. clinical trials back by the dumpster. <laughs> no, look, the American Medical Association is completely against the illegal use of marijuana. However, they are pro medicinal use. That's because. It's taking place at a medical establishment by medical means with a medical purpose. Mm -hmm. And when medical marijuana is used, it's not used for the intent and purposes of becoming high. Mm. It's actually being used for medical reasons. For example, I mean, I've seen studies and studies and studies and even documentaries on this where young kids are having seizures daily. They are now prescribed under the medical care, medical facilities, medical treatment, etc., medicinal marijuana, they are no longer having mm. daily seizures. I, I, I think that we would be all for that. Right. And I think even biblically speaking, our conscience should be clear on those particular cases right. and those issues. Well, it's the first thing that comes to mind is what Paul tells Timothy. We talked about that last episode, right? But like, hey, your stomach hurts? Drink yeah, alcohol, but that doesn't mean drink as much alcohol as you want. Have it whenever you feel like it, and pound you know pound it you know like right. you know, just, <laughs> just going going to yeah. uh, the party and just yeah. Paul said I could for my stomach, you know. Right. I just that doesn't that doesn't give license to extend too much of a good thing 
it is still sinful. Yeah. Whether that's food, whether that's alcohol, or in this case, whether it's uh, a prescribed amount of THC in the uh, medicinal marijuana. Right. Right. Yeah. And just to make a plug for uh, Al Moeller, he was at the Shepherds Conference a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and he was asked this specific question. Um, really, it was a twofold question. Uh, you know, should Christians be able to use marijuana or should, can Christians smoke marijuana because it's illegal in some states? But also, uh, what do we do with medicinal marijuana? Um, I mean, you can find that clip on YouTube. I think it's like seven or eight minutes. But again, he argues that uh, the medical association is overseeing this mm-hmm. medicinal marijuana. And that, that's what we're talking about. Right. What would be biblically okay if the right. pursuit is through that particular route. Yes. It, it, <laughs> I think, and, and, you can't determine somebody's intentions, but you know it when you see it, right? Yeah. Like somebody who is is chasing, I'll do whatever I need to do to get my hands on the drug. That's not acceptable. That's a that's a problem. It reveals a, a problem of the heart. Um, it reveals a, a, a self-absorbed inclination to pursue that high. But as you mentioned, this is about inflammation or pain, you know, reducing pain, uh, you know, this, this pain management idea. Well, this is prescribed medically by professionals who have the, the patient's best interest in mind uh, and not um, the patient prescribing themselves sure. because <laughs> they want something, they want a feeling, they want whatever. Yeah, uh, I think that's really good. So, okay, well, marijuana, that's kind of the hot button discussion of, of the culture for now. Right. But that could change. In a decade, we could be having the exact same conversation about something else. Sure. Or you could even just look broadly over just any prescription, any kind of medicine. So how do we answer that question in a more general sense by something like over-the-counter drugs, something like that? Something that is acceptable in society's eyes, um, but still has negative possible right, ramifications. Yeah. Look, you and I go to the store right now, man. We, we have access to hundreds, if not thousands, of different uh, types of medication that mm-hmm. you and I can buy at the swipe of a card, right? I mean, I don't I can't even count the number of establishments within like a 5-mile radius where I can go do that right mm-hmm. now. Um again, those things are legalized. Um but like you said, we have to proceed with caution, right? I've had a cold, I've had a flu before and I've used NyQuil, but NyQuil can be used and abused, mm-hmm. right? Um I mean, I've heard stories of people downing an entire bottle of NyQuil within 10, 15 seconds, and they are literally high for three straight days. Yeah. Right? That's completely different than right. using the pres- prescribed amount right. on the back of the bottle. Yeah. Just uh, because it's legal and over-the-counter and available for anybody to use doesn't mean that you have the leisure to do so, and you are uh, appropriately and... Um, I, I, and not sinning when right. you're using these drugs, right? So, right. so follow those labels, follow the instructions, and do so with the intention of being subject to the governing authority. Right. Yeah, and you know, you know, TJ, I think we need to add this too. I, I just want to live above reproach. Yeah. You know, so like true. when I go into the store and buy medication, I, I, I want to live in such a way where people know and more importantly that god knows that i'm not abusing mm-hmm. those good graces that he's given right like you know i would attest the medical field and all the advancements that we've had over the last century with technology and medication it, it's a common and a general grace yeah. 
that that God ha- has given to all of humanity. That's I that's mean, a benefited, good word, man. I mean, how, how many? I mean, countless times that yeah. either I have benefited or from people that I know have benefited from yeah. uh, medication. Well, that's such a that's a, such an important observation. I have had uh, you know some minor outpatient surgeries. I've had X number, who knows how many doctor visits, and the most basic ailments or the most basic um, problems that I've treated with just over-the-counter stuff because we have been given, God has availed the ability to diagnose and to treat with medicine, right? Like we're not anti-medicine. We're not anti-drug. Like those things are... Yeah, keep going. Yeah, those things are good. They have been given by God. Um, with the intention, he has made it discoverable. He has made a. He has allowed uh, intelligent beings to uh, figure these things out, so that they might be able to treat and sustain. And it, it's the um, undoing of sin's effects on the body, right? Like he's given the grace to say your body is deteriorating, but I've given you the ability to see if you do these things you will sustain. It will kind of right. preserve the body a little bit. Right. That's a tremendous gift yeah. from God. But we can't take those good gifts and abuse them um, at our own leisure, at our own discretion, because to do so is to take the goodness of God and to take it to ourselves and to store it into sinfulness. Sure. Right? Sure. So so all of that to say, medicine is good. Yeah. We're pro-medicine. Yep. Um, we're pro Whatever science leads us to understand about the human body, we want to pay attention to that, and we want to be, we want to say, look, if if this drug that we thought for years was always the most dangerous drug on the street, well, you know what? We figured out that if you do it this particular way with this dosage with these other components, it's actually really helpful. Right. Okay. Well, then I'm pro whatever that drug is, so long as it's used within those parameters. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like what you said there. Um, and if we even just canvas or canvas or survey hospitals across the world, you got Presbyterian hospitals, you've got yeah. uh, Lutheran hospitals, Baptist hospitals, Methodist, Methodist hospitals. Yeah. So it's just been the overwhelming stance of the church that these advancements in technology and medicine uh, fall under uh, biblical guidelines or biblical authority, I guess uh, that you could say it, it's a grace that the church yeah. has understood that God that God has given. Yeah, um, man. The, and the last thing I I would want to say about all of this stuff, unless there are any other no, questions yeah, that we need yeah, to yeah, ask, let's wrap the, it up. The last thing that I would want to say about some of this is that um, we don't want to come down and make a hard line like all marijuana use is bad. All alcohol use is bad. All whatever is bad because God has given those things to humanity. Now, humanity obviously has a, a profound way of distorting the gifts of God, but he has given things to humanity, and some of those things can be used in a positive direction. And we want to think about, we don't want to build up these walls and these lines that keep us from thinking when the culture changes, or when 20 years from now technology advances. Well, I don't know how to think about that because I've always thought marijuana, always bad. Alcohol, always bad. Whatever drug, always bad. Well, when the the culture changes, we don't have a way to think about it. We don't have a way. So we have to be careful not to pin ourselves and paint ourselves into a corner um, while still maintaining biblical authority, biblical integrity, and submitting to governing authority in those in those cases. Yeah, that's the beauty of the living Word of God. Yes. That two decades from now, you and I can still go back to this p- book 
and we can put together principles to be able to address whatever the next issue is. And there's going to be a new yeah, issue. Right. There's going to be. I mean, you look at American history. You had the temperance movement. And then you had, you know, you've had all these discussions about over-the-counter medications and the, you know, the the FDA regulating and all these regulating, right. you know, authorities. And then right now it was marijuana, and it still kind of is marijuana. But our culture is shifting on that. Our culture has almost left that question behind. If you're you're on the wrong side of history, if you're anti marijuana, right? Uh, in a right. decade, that's not going to be a conversation anymore. Right. There's going to be something new, and we want to be able to come to this book. And um, I got my hand on a Bible. Uh, we yeah, want to be able yeah. to come to this, this <laughs> the Bible and uh, and and answer the questions that the culture is asking us, and do it in a way that is honoring God. Right. So. Yeah. Was that your initiative? Or uh, do we want to? You go ahead, yeah, and if I want to add something, I might. It's an optional initiative. Yeah, uh, my initiative for this episode, um, again, would would have us think through these issues from a biblical vantage point with a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Okay, if if we do that, we will honor and glorify God, but we will also have a clear conscience. Right, and if we we can address this issue that particular way, we, we can honor and glorify God, yeah. and it will be the good of ourselves and those who were surrounded with, with our families, friends, etc. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. I would just echo kind of what you said there. If I'm going to add to a, uh, an initiative, just that the way we think about these difficult questions, I think, says more than the answers themselves. Yeah, that's great. Right, like we we want to answer the question. But I don't just want the answer. I need to think, how did I get there? Mm. How am I thinking about these things? So instead of me having some, going to somebody and saying, hey, is it okay if I smoke marijuana? And the answer is yes or the answer is no. Okay, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm gonna, how did we think about it? How do? Because I want to answer the next question. Right. You know? And there's going to be other questions that come. Absolutely. So. Well, if you're not doing so already, you know, I almost uh, almost forgot to do this last time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, uh, if you're not doing so already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and to our YouTube channel. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Reformed Informants. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at R underscore Informants. And don't forget, you can always find links to all of our social media platforms and any of our previous episodes at our website at www.themagistiesmen.com slash Reformed Informants. Yeah, if you have any questions or suggestions for topics of discussion, feel free to email Email us at reformedinformants at gmail.com.